0: This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Steven Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. Investor Mindset Nation, welcome back, folks. Super excited here again. Like I've been teasing, we've got some really cool events coming up, some things I want to share and we'll be releasing in the next couple of weeks. So definitely make sure you head to investormindset.com and join the Insider Club so you can find out about what cool things are happening and uh, find out first. So thank you everyone who's given us some support and love on iTunes. We keep growing those numbers of reviews and that's one of the big reasons we keep making it to the front page. Thank you, Trevor Jewett for this great review, loving the podcast. Keep up the great content. Love to hear a fellow real estate entrepreneurs and their stories. Keeps me focused and reminds me I'm not alone. Well, Trevor, you're not alone. We've all been there. We're all going through it regardless of what level you're at. Thank you everyone who has dropped us a review or hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Keep getting that information right here first. Let's get to the episode. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I am really, really excited here today, as I always am, but I got another great guest. Tyler Chesser is with us today. How are you doing, Tyler? I'm doing wonderful, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me today. That is awesome to hear. Tyler Chesser is a commercial real estate broker, investor, and coach focused on helping multifamily investors accelerate results in their lives. Recently, he was recognized as a rising star, 30 and under from Commercial Investment Real Estate Magazine. That's pretty impressive. And he's brokered over $50 million in commercial real estate deals to date and has a deep love for personal development and is on an incredible path. And I'm really excited to have him and dive into how he thinks about uh, life and investing. Let's do this, my man. All right, buddy. Well, obviously you've hit some success here. You've found something that you're passionate about and that is really jiving for you. But why don't we take a look back? Why don't we take a look back uh, earlier in your life? What events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a great question, honestly, because it's relevant for everybody. But me in particular, you know, one thing that really shaped me deeply as I grew up was my grandfather when he was 40 years old. Of course, I wasn't around when he was 40 years old, but Uh, He was actually a farmer and he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis uh, MS uh, when he was 40 years old. And obviously that changed everything for him, for, you know, for my grandmother, for my mom and, you know, their, their, their family. And, you know, he had to change his entire life. He wasn't able to walk actually immediately, you know. Wow. When he uh, he found out about that, and so obviously he was you know using his body to provide for his family, and so yeah. uh, the reason why I bring that up is because I watched that as I grew up, and unfortunately he's no longer with us. But as I as I saw him and I kind of observed him, I noticed that he still had such a great impact on the world, uh, even without you know his his identity really being kind of transformed by this uh, by this medical condition. And you know at his funeral, I mean there were really hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people there. And I really noticed how much of an impact he made just by his, his positive outlook. And he didn't look at it as he was a victim. I mean, he, he changed, you know, he was able to pivot and, um, you know, that really shaped me and and my family in general. I mean, everybody, I think saw that and, and used that in different ways, but I would say that's really one of the big keys that, that I've started to realize over the years that really had a big impact on my own mentality, because look, things can happen to us in our life that we may not have planned, right? So let's just be ready for it. And and still, you know, the purpose can still be, uh, you know, you can still have that purpose for others. And um, so anyway, that that's one of the big things in my life that has shaped me.
0: Wow, I can only imagine so growing up, if you were to look at your grandfather when when his identity changed, when it went from him being a you know a farmer being able to work with his hands and his body and and that's how he was contributing and growing uh, the life for his family, how did he go about? changing that identity. Did you guys ever get into that by chance?
1: Well, you know, we didn't really talk really about the logistics in terms of how he was able to provide for his family. I'm sure there were some, you know, certain logistics that were able to, you know, save him in different ways. But, you know, I can definitely say that his mentality and his mindset, he never had, he he never looked at it as woe as me. You know, he never said, well, you know, I can't do this now, so I can't, you know, have anything. And so, um, I've just noticed it. I, I think he actually had a bigger impact on others around him and his family because of this. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're my, you know, someone that we really look up to, you know, Tony Robbins says life happens for you and not to you. And so I think that this truly was the purpose for him to show others that, you know, just because challenging things happen to you doesn't mean you just have to throw up the white flag and you can't have a purposeful
0: life. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's it's funny when when things happen to us. Um, they 're really happening for us it 's giving us an opportunity to grow and to say hey i 'm going to embrace this or i 'm going to make a change in my circumstances in the best way i can and it sounds like that 's inspired you on your path
1: yeah that 's absolutely right and you know one of the things that I love about commercial real estate and investing in real estate is that it 's extremely challenging and there 's a lot of roadblocks that we may face and I think the thing that I realized you know, early in that process, especially in the very uphill battles of the beginning years, was that I had to dig deep within myself and find what skills and talents and, and resources that I could dig and find. And so, you know, I, I see those challenges as something that really created who I am today. And so um, I, I love the fact that you talk about mindset in your podcast because, truly, in my opinion, you know, mindset is the key to be successful in commercial real estate, real estate investing in general, because man, there's so many things that will throw you off track if you're not careful, uh, you know, regarding how your mind speaks to yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Mindset is the key to everything that we do. Right. Um, so why don't we take a look at, tell us a little bit about what your focus is day to day in uh, your business. Sure. You know, so one thing I uh,
1: I I'd like to pride myself on is that I feel like I'm a dynamic person. I feel like I have an opportunity to be someone beyond just what you may expect in commercial real estate. Uh, you know, what I do is really three pronged. You know, I'm a commercial real estate broker. I work with investors all over the country as well as internationally. Acquire and dispose of multifamily real estate assets as well as retail office. We also do raw land for development as well. And in, in addition to that, I'm a multifamily real estate investor. That's really my niche. And I also coach mm-hmm. real estate yeah. investors all over the country as well. So, you know, I've, I've gotten into the coaching aspect of things because I've become so passionate about really what we're discussing today, mindset and strategy, tools, and really accountability. You know, so at the end of the day, those are, you know, really my core focus is building a life of, you know, fulfillment and I think that if you can combine, you know, personal professional growth and development in addition to investing in income producing assets, you know, that's the key and that's what I love about real estate and that's what I love about our space.
0: Yeah. Well, it's when you're able to find something that you're passionate about and you put everything into it, people start to notice, right? They get inspired by the actions that you're taking and they want to know What's the secret? What did you do? How did you get there? And they want to find a way to model you, right? And you can model people uh, through mentorship. You can model people through networking. And you can model them through coaching. But a coach is great because, you know, they're there to help keep you accountable. They're not there to be your friend. They're not there to to talk about how your day was going, unless that's directly going to relate into how they're going to coach you to be able to perform at a higher level. So I think that's, that's, that's awesome that you've started down that path because of the success you've been able to be on. Um, so why don't we take a look back even further what was the path for you to get into real estate because i think a lot of folks um you know they have this dream of going out and being an entrepreneur or they have this dream of going and living a life with financial independence or freedom or any of these things but there's this huge gap in between having that dream and knowing how am I going to go jump off and and fly to get there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, you know, for me, it was, it was interesting because I never thought I would go down that path. You know, growing up, I was always taught, you know, go to school, get a good job, you know, get good grades and get a good job. And, you know, right off into the sunset after you're 67 and a half years old with your 401k and, you know. And with your gold watch. And so for me, you know, it was all flipped on its head when I realized that that path wasn't something that I was fulfilled by, or I wouldn't find that fulfillment. And maybe I wouldn't be where I wanted to be for decades or even more. Maybe I wouldn't even get there. And so I started to realize when I started my career uh, in the corporate world, I actually started in international marketing and digital marketing um, that, you know, really that path of kind of plugging it in from, you know, eight to five and then doing conference calls with, uh, you know, Our franchisees in the Middle East and uh, Asia, you know, wasn't really getting me where I wanted to be and, you know, certainly learned a tremendous amount. Uh, But I realized that, you know, I was in that model that, you know, Robert Kiyosaki talks a lot about is, you know, I was in the employee, you know, side of, side of, you know, that, that equation. And so at the end of the day, I started to realize that, you know, I, to take more control of my future, I needed to go in a different direction. And so I started kind of asking around, like, what would that be? What are my skills and kind of getting people to reflect, you know, back to me, maybe what I may be able to do in a different way. And so it was interesting because I never really knew anything about real estate. I didn't know why, you know, the only thing I knew about real estate was, you know, buying and selling houses because I bought one myself. And, uh, so that was one of the first keys. It
0: it sounds like you were working in the corporate world as a, as a marketer, and then you kind of had this, this feeling that maybe there was something better out there. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of our listeners can relate to that feeling, whether they've already made the jump or whether they're pondering it or thinking about it. What did you do or what did you think that allowed you to kind of go out there and decide to take the leap?
1: Well, you know, there were certain things that forced me to really honestly. I had it was a pressurized situation that, you know, really I wasn't, I didn't feel like earning the money that I felt like I was worth. And I also had, you know, bills that were happening that were really putting me in a pressurized situation that really caused me to say, well, you know, practically, how do you handle, you know, certain expenses that, you know, are starting to really, you know, squeeze you? And so I was put into a situation where I needed to earn more money. And so I went out and said, all right, well, what what can I do in the meantime? And how can I bridge that gap? And, and I learned that I can earn exponential, you know, income through real estate. And, you know, what, what did that mean? Was it, you know, as a, as an agent or otherwise? And so long story short, I decided to, you know, get my real estate license and start as an agent. And so, you know, I navigated my way through that process. I built a brand because my background was in marketing. I built a brand around you know, my own personal brand as well as my own skills. And,
0: and that's how I got, jumped in. And so you took the skill set that you already had that a lot of people are thinking, hey, I probably, I don't really know like what skills, how does it apply to this next thing I'm going to do? You'd be surprised. And it looks like you, you really put that to work and that really drove you forward. So obviously you're hitting success. You're out there helping other people hit success by finding them deals, by giving them advice, by giving them coaching. Talk to me about a time that you failed and uh, what did you learn from that?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, certainly I fail every day, to be honest with you. I fail very frequently and, and in the moment it doesn't really feel good, honestly, but, but I know that in the long run, that's really how you get better. And I mean, I can certainly speak to many successes, but one that comes to mind is, uh, you know, one of the first, actually the first, uh, real estate acquisition I ever made. Um, you know, I'm advising clients on acquisitions and sales all, you know, all the time. And as I'm going through the due diligence, I'm consciously I even remember this overlooking some items because I wanted to get that deal done. You know, I wanted to get in the game Ah. and looking back, I think I made quite a bit of mistakes that really, you know, we're, they were really solved over time. You know, time heals all wounds, so they say. Certainly, I don't agree with that in, in, in totality, but for this, it was. But, you know, at the time, you know, certainly had sleepless nights of, you know, CapEx that was really overlooked that I, I had to take care of much sooner than I thought because I, I wasn't detailed enough in my due diligence. So, yeah, that's, that's one mistake that I can definitely speak to.
0: So you had a lack of attention to detail, and that really ended up leading into this problem that you had on due diligence. It sounds like you're buying a commercial building. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. It was eight unit, uh, multifamily property. And, uh, yeah, we had, uh, we
1: had one down unit that was much more substantial than I really anticipated. And so I just, you know, there were so many mistakes to be honest with you. I could go down the list, but you know, in terms of the biggest things were really just the, the renovation costs were much more substantial than I had expected and much quicker than I expected in other ways too.
0: And it sounds like even more so than overlooking them that you were conscious that you wanted to, you wanted to get the thing done. You wanted to go out there and make action happen and you're kind of an overachiever and you wanted to do it, but you knew deep down that maybe there's a few things that I might be overlooking, but you decided to put those thoughts behind you and then it bit you in the butt. So I think a real big takeaway for the audience here is just remember that like, as bad as you want your dream, as bad as you want that thing, you don't need to necessarily take shortcuts. But if you do, you're going to pay for that education. Now, I'm sure looking back, uh, maybe you wish you wouldn't have done some of those things, but I bet you're glad that you learned from those items and you'll probably won't make it on a a hundred unit deal. I bet you're glad that you made it on an eight unit. Absolutely. And, you know, one
1: thing that I do hear a lot is like, hey, you know, start big, because it really is all about scale in multifamily, especially because the economies of scale really make a ton of sense. Um, But I do believe, you know, if you can make some mistakes on your smaller deals and really learn that process, because, you know, owning an asset like that, you know, you do learn so many and you make a ton of mistakes. You will make a lot of mistakes. But obviously if the zeros are less than, you know, a larger deal, it's obviously gonna be easier to to stomach and and survive really beyond that. Yeah.
0: Well, a lot of our listeners are just dreamers who are ready to take action to go after a dream. They might not even be in real estate, but you know, for those that are, I know there's a lot of interest in multifamily. Um, what would be your advice to somebody who wants to go and uh, get into that space? And, you know, how should they go about doing that? Well, you know, I think um,
1: you've got you've to find people in that space. That's the first thing. You, you've got to start to immerse yourself in what it takes to be successful in that space. And there's really so many different ways that you can be involved. I mean, you can be an active investor. You can be a passive investor. You can be a service provider. Um, you know, like I like I started in the space. I you know I was brokering deals, and I still do that, of course. Um, but it allowed me to get an understanding of you know what's a good deal and what's a bad deal. Um, you know, beyond that, there's certainly many networking groups wherever you may be. You know. Wherever you may be, whatever city, obviously you've got meetup groups, you've got RIA groups, you've got beyond that. I mean, there's so many different uh, categories, and obviously, you know, podcasts like uh, what you're doing here, Stephen, and and beyond that, you know. So I would say, certainly, the first step for me would be, you know, who are the people that you need to know, and start to kind of have conversations with them, build those relationships, because truly, at the end of the day, it is all about the relationships, and it's all about what you can learn. And you know, there's so many different angles that you can take it, but I think determining what angle do you want to go into and and how you want to go ahead and start building those relationships.
0: That makes sense. And so go out and find that community. And then what do you do once you have that? I think once you do that, you take action.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to make mistakes because, you know, people, people always, a lot of times people will say, you know what, I'm learning as much as I can and I'm going to learn more. And obviously I'm a huge proponent of learning. I mean, definitely you want to be equipping yourself with knowledge. You want to be feeding your mind, but at the end of the day, you have to take action because if you never take action, you can be looking years down the road and you say, well, wow, I've got all this knowledge, but you have nothing to show for it. So, I think for me, it's reminding people you've got to take action because there's so
0: many who really learn more than they really need to know. It's just, let's go. Yeah, I, I'm on the same page. I feel like one of the things that's frustrating when I go to these real estate investor events or really a meetup or a community networking event on any uh, industry and in any level, there's a lot of folks that are there who've been learning for years and years and years. And they haven't taken action. So if if you're one of those people, I hope that you immediately stop your car, stop whatever you're doing and decide right now, what's the one thing that you're gonna go act on and do because knowledge is nothing without execution. And I think way too many people are stuck in a knowledge cycle where all they're doing is they're learning as much about a thing. You You can know everything in the world about how to flip a house, but if you haven't actually done it, it doesn't matter what you know. Because you haven't actually applied it, which means it's not in your system, it's not in your body, and you can't really do much with it because you're going to forget it pretty quickly. So I couldn't agree. In summary there, go find a community, find some people to learn from, and then go take action and repeat that process over and over again because it's going to give you so much feedback that you're going to be able to keep moving forward faster. uh, And you're going to learn a lot more. You're going to feel a lot better because you're going to be having progress. 100% agree. Couldn't say it better myself. That's Awesome. So when you take a look at your success, I'm sure you're just like me and you're thinking, I'm doing fine now, but I want to be doing so much more. And every time you hit that next level, but from most people's perspective, you've, you've hit success in this industry and you're doing amazing things. Why do you think you've succeeded when so many other people fail? I mean, I think uh, honestly, at the
1: end of the day, it's, it's all about consistency and, you know, certainly, you know, we can have days where we learn so much and we, you know, we accomplish a lot. But if we're not on a consistent basis of growth, then I truly think that, you know, you're not going to set yourself apart. And, and the other thing, too, is that the world moves so quickly now. I mean, you've got to be constantly innovating yourself. And really, that's one of the things that I try to do every day is, you know, reinvent myself and recreate my own knowledge, my own learning, my own action, my own output. And so, I mean, I think those are very important beyond that, you know, it's, it's dedication. Obviously you've got to be, you know, when you set a goal, you've got to, you know, remain steadfast toward that. And when those roadblocks come, you've got to just say, Hey, you know what, this is, this is the universe. This is God, whoever, this is someone that is testing me and telling me, you know, how committed are you? And so for me, I think dedication is, is very important. And beyond that, in, in our industry, you know, thick skin, I think is extremely important. Because yeah. you know, like I read a book, a, you know, very simple book years ago called "Rhinoceros Success." And, you know, what it says, it talks about the, the torpedoes, you know, a rhinoceros has two inch thick skin because a, th- a torpedo cannot penetrate that skin. So if you think about it, you know, how many torpedoes are coming at you daily, you know, whether it's a contractor didn't come through or your property manager is committing fraud or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, there's so many different things that can go wrong. It's just a matter of how thick is your skin. And so for me, I think, um, you know, reminding myself that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm that rhinoceros mentality of, you know what? I will still go towards my dreams, my goals, you know, for the benefit of others
0: as well. But I think those are some of the keys for me. Yeah. I love that. That really, that really hits me. That thick skin is what allows you to keep going over and over again, no matter how many times people tell you no. So Tyler, talk to me a little bit about, about fear. What are some of the things that, that scare you?
1: Wow, this is this is a really good question because um you know honestly I, the more that I've learned about mindfulness and how our minds work, you know, fear is it's like really kind of a baseline for all human beings. You know, we have doubt, we have uncertainty, we have you know, whatever we doubt ourselves or we doubt the market or we doubt, you know, that we're making the right decisions. And so what I've realized is that, you know, really, this is a part of who we are as human beings and what we've evolved to. And it's based on really keeping us alive and and surviving. And, you know, really, if you think about it, millions of years ago, a book that I read, you know, Sapiens, I don't know if you've read Sapiens, but phenomenal book. And it really talks about really, you know, where we came from. I mean, the way our brains are, they have not really drastically changed in a chemical makeup from millions of years ago. And obviously we're not running from lions in a daily basis. But if I think about, you know, the economy, if I think about, you know, what's going on in politics, if I think about, you know, what's going on in interest rates, you know, people, we start to get these feelings of fear that our ancestors had when they're, you know, maybe about to be eaten by a lion. Um, but when I think about that, I, I'm able to take control of that fear and realize, look, this isn't life or death. Of course, it's is a challenge, but yeah. you know, beyond that, of course, you know, fear is something that we have to learn. You know, I think you and I uh, learned with, learned about this, uh, you know, recently together is that, you know, you've got to dance with that fear and that fear is not something that you can allow to pull you or you can't pull away from it. It's not something that you're ever going to 100%, you know, conquer. But if you can understand to dance with that fear, you know, there's a lot of things that you can really do with that. And you can use that as energy. One thing that I think of is like, you know, when we have an important conversation, if we've got, say, a negotiation, as an example, I sometimes experience those type of feelings of, you know, I I need to be on my game. Uh, And when I start to realize that, you know, what it gives me is energy to prepare, you know, energy to make notes and points of the discussion and also to listen to the other, because I know that, you know, if you have an important discussion, as long as you are really taking into account what the other person is saying and what the other person is wanting to communicate, then you can be really effective in that type of conversation. And so using that fear to drive action for me um, has always been sort of my baseline.
0: So you let fear drive you forward. And I think that is one of the strongest things somebody can do, right? You let it be a fuel rather than an anchor, um, and for all the listeners out there, like everybody feels this. We all are afraid of things. I mean, I'm I'm fearful regularly in my day to day life. But it's when you're able to change that in the moment, when you're able to make that habit, grow that muscle uh, of of recognizing that okay, well, I'm afraid right now. And when you're afraid, you're going to act in a poor way. You're going to act as your lower self and you're not going to be the greatest person you can be. And so when you can change that, I, I, I love that. That's, that's really awesome. Well, beyond that, if you don't mind.
1: Please. I just have one quick thing on that. You know, I think it's always really important to, to check in with what's your story, what's your state, And then let that drive your strategy, right? Like, what's your state? Are you sitting hunched over? You know, I notice that I feel the fear when I'm hunched over. Maybe I haven't had a drink of water. I haven't had a deep breath. And when I start to change my physiology, my fear changes and it allows me to drive my strategy. It allows me to take action. So I just wanted to mention that because that's a
0: great reminder that was taught to me years ago and I use every day. I love that. So from a habits perspective, what are some of your keystone habits, the things you do on a daily or weekly basis that really help you be who you are?
1: Yeah. So habits are are phenomenal. And and really, I read a book years ago about the power of habit, and it was mm-hmm. a life changer by Charles Duhigg. And, uh, you know, actually beyond that, you know, I'm a big reader. And so that is uh, certainly a habit every single morning. You know, it's the second thing I do. After well, the third thing I do after expressing my gratitude and and uh, you know meditating because learning how my mind works through meditation and being more aware of my thoughts, my in my internal voice, my my baseline has helped me really conquer that fear that we just talked about. But beyond that, my habits are you know definitely reading. I read you know about an hour a day. Um, It's something I'm able to feed my mind instead of spending my time on. On useless activities. Uh, beyond that, I'm, I'm always active in exercise and working out. I like to lift weights. I like to you know, do cardio as well, um, you know, or even outdoors, you know, sort of exercise, but I do that on a daily basis because I know that it's really required in terms of keeping my physiology Mm. where it needs to be. Um, Mm. and so, yeah, those are, those are definitely my habits, but beyond that, it's, it's just being consistent in my work as well, because it's all about, you know, staying steadfast towards what am I looking to accomplish and what's the big vision that I'm driving towards. And so
0: that's all my habits are aligned towards those. That's awesome. So we've made it to one of my favorite parts of the show, the growth rapid fire round, where the questions are quick, but the answers don't need to be. So let's dive right into it. What's a book that's impacted your life the most or one you're excited about right now?
1: So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do two if you're okay with that. But um, I would say The Slight Edge, um, and I, I actually forget, I think it's Jeff Johnson, perhaps. Um, I forget what the uh, the author there. But anyway, the reason why The Slight Edge is is because it's really in your moments of decision is where your destiny is shaped. And every single moment we have a decision to make, Right you're out to eat and there's, you know, there's either the salad or there's the fried food. And obviously that's a moment of decision. It may not impact you that moment, but over time, if you stack and you compound those decisions, that's where your life's going to be. And so that one is super impactful. And then beyond that, think and grow rich, of course, Um, total mindset shift that really has allowed me to not only generate wealth and financial abundance in my own life, but other things that I want in my life. It's a, it's really kind of a thought process in terms of creating the life that I want. So I'm sorry I did too, but those are, those are my two.
0: Those are great books i it's funny with think and grow Rich i've had a lot of family members or friends that have been allergic to that book because they hear the term go get rich" and they have a limiting belief about money. but when you read that book, you realize that it has nothing to do with that It has everything to do with just manifesting whatever you want in your life and that you can choose to do that so I definitely would recommend that one that's awesome um, from a purpose perspective, why do you do what you do
1: yeah um you know I, going back to what I was talking about earlier in terms of when i when i graduated college, I started in the corporate job and, and I realized that that path wasn't something that I wanted to see myself in for the remainder of my life. And so I took action and changed that. And, and beyond that, you know, I, I've noticed that there's a, re- a really large percentage of people, not only in America, but beyond that live a life that they're just tolerating. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think that's what we're meant to do. I think we're, we're meant to really bring out our true talents, our true inspiration. And I want to help honestly millions of people realize that there's a different path because i think i was lucky to you know somehow have this seed planted in me that i can really take control and take action taking this take this into a different direction but i want to give others the equipment and the tools and the strategy and the mindset like like we're talking about today in terms of taking control of that so you can live a life of fulfillment and not just one that you are you know, you're just plugging it in every day and you
0: just tolerate it, you know? So that that's my purpose behind what I do. Yeah, absolutely. We have so much in common there, Tyler. I just love this. From an inspiration perspective, who are some of your mentors and how have they influenced your career? Well, you know, um one that you and I share for sure is
1: Tony Robbins. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that what he does, you know, people, a lot of people who don't know Tony Robbins say, you know, he's a motivational speaker and really I don't see him as that at all. And I'm not looking for motivation, but the things that he does and, you know, he, he brings profound wisdom at the end of the day. I mean, you could say five things and it could change your life. And, and one of the things I actually wrote down one of his quotes, I'm a big quote person, but he, mm-hmm. but he said, life is a gift and it offers us the privilege, the opportunity and the responsibility to give back by being something more. And yeah. to me I mean what a what a what a huge profound thing to say and that's really it kind of speaks to exactly why I get up and why I spend my time the way I do.
0: So I love Tony. That's that's awesome. Me too man. Me too. One of my favorite people for sure. So finally what what drives you to live your best life every single day? Well, you know, I think it is really it, it is expanding,
1: you know, the meaning of my life beyond myself. Um, so really for me, you know, I am super passionate about consistent progress and growth and learning and just feeding my curiosity. But beyond that, it's helping other people realize that they can actually have that in their life as well. Because I think a lot of people don't really realize that and they don't take action towards that. They live that kind of, you know, that, that, like I was saying, that life that they're tolerating. And so, you know, for me, that's, that's, that's really kind of the essence of who I am and, and I love the fact that I can kind of open that, that light for other people as well. And so
0: that's, that's at the end of the day, that's for me. This was an incredible interview. It was so fun talking with you, Tyler. Can't wait to the next time that we get to hang out together and, and share some of these same values face-to-face. Where can people find out more about you and get in touch? So my
1: website is tylerchesser.com and you can also find me on Instagram at thetylerchesser or, you know, Twitter as well. And we also, uh, the Chesser Companies uh, on Facebook. So certainly welcome to to reach out and uh, look forward to meeting your listeners. And thanks so much for your time, Stephen.
0: Great, well, we'll definitely include those in the show notes for everybody. And uh, thank you all for uh, for joining us for another great episode of the investor mindset and I hope you guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to the investor mindset podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe and share it with a friend. Head over to the investormindset.com to join the insider club where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.